Hello and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast. My name is Andy Tier, and each week here on this podcast, we explore what it truly means to live and love like Jesus. Now, we do this as we follow his example of being with God, being with others, and being sent. On this episode, which is the second in a series that accompanies our current sermon series at Crossroads called Gen We, we'll be hearing from members of Crossroads that are from two different generations. Today's episode includes Logan Miller, who's been a mentor of our second guest, Riley Seipel. He's also known as Sticky Soda and who is a freshman in high school. They were each given several postcards containing questions to ask one another, and we get to listen in on each of their answers. So let's go right now to this special conversation between Logan and Riley. This is Logan. I know him uh, from filming and making videos. Yeah. And this is Riley. And uh, I think I first met you uh, back when you were in middle school. And I just always remembered you were that kid that always had a camera. He was vlogging literally everything. Come to find out he's a YouTube superstar. You, you, you're a YouTube superstar. What, you, you know, how many subs do you have now? Like 200. 200. He's a, he's a star. He's a star. I am Gen Z. And I am a millennial. How have you made time in your life to invest in me and my generation? Um, I've always loved to to serve in like high school and middle school um, in that age. And uh, I think it started out maybe six or seven years ago um, serving in youth ministry. Uh, that's where I met you. And, <laughs> uh, and then eventually uh, going into full-time ministry, um, you know, working, uh, working here at Crossroads uh, and just being able to, to be involved in your guys' lives. Um, it's always been a passion of mine. Uh, just because I realize how important you guys' generation is, and we have to be able to raise up that generation. I've always just kind of felt that um, that calling on my life. Um, so I would say, you know, just serving in youth ministry and really just being active and being present in, uh, in the young generation's life, specifically even in your life, and, and just seeing, hey, this is a guy that needs someone that can he can talk to, that can pour into him, and not just and who he is as a person and how God loves him, but also in his creative passions. And, and seeing that, knowing that I have the ability to speak into those things, that's kind of, I guess, how I have been involved. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> right on. Okay. Right, what uh, you got for me? Why do you think it's important to make that time? Um, I think that it's important because... Uh, I believe that anything that somebody feels called to, like if God puts that on their heart, they should make time for it. Uh, it especially if they think that it's something that's important, it deserves time. So um, I think that you are somebody who is also worth that time. You know what I mean? In your generation, you guys are worth the time to invest in, um, to speak into, to raise up, and to encourage, and to really be there in any capacity that is needed. Uh, you guys are worth that. And if God thinks that you're worth it, then I see that you're worth it. And if God has led me to it, then I want to be faithful to it. Um, and, you know, that's why I, I want to show you that, hey, you're worth it. And ultimately, in showing you that, you see God's character in that. And you realize that God, to him, you're worth it. And uh, that's why I think it's important to make time for, for the things that God is leading you to um, in order to, you know, be faithful to what he's calling you to. 
Did you get all that? Yeah. <laughs> right on. All right, is it my turn? Well, let's do it. Here we go. Put them on the chopping block. What's a spiritual practice I have that you would like to develop more? Probably like making music the same way as you. Like Christian hip-hop music, Christian rap music, and like learning how to preach more. Okay. So you're trying, you trying to give some bars, huh? <laughs> okay. you trying to rap? What's your rap name? Sticky Soda. Sticky Soda, just for Sticky everything. Soda. <laughs> Sticky Soda, the rapper. Sticky Soda, the YouTuber. Okay. So you want to be able to make some, some songs that glorify God and stuff like that? Yeah. I like that. I can dig that. What's something we do together that you think other people in my generation could benefit from? Probably, like, making videos and then, like, they can see how making videos can try, can, like, bring people together and uh, sharing the same uh, I forgot the word of it, uh, activity mm -hmm. together. Uh, it can have a big relationship between the two and just being friends. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that something that was probably uh – common interest between us is you saw that oh I do videos and you like making YouTube videos and we've had the experience of like being able to film all the Harrison basketball games together yeah. <laughs> and like where that was fun and that was cool and we were able to learn from each other and you were able to learn from what I was able to bring and all that stuff what was more important was spending time together and hanging out and I think that was the most fun of it so, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. That's cool. Spending cool. up to three-hour-long trips in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to northern. Eating terrible Taco Bell. <laughs> Restaurant food. Yeah. <laughs> How do you invest in people from other generations? Um, I invest in people from other generations uh, by um, using my gifts, using my creativity to reach them. Um, you know, for a long time, that was through music and being able to perform and do youth events and meet, um, you know, kids from all different places, being able to see how my music inspired them. Um, and then even going into working in youth ministry, um, seeing how I can make an impact in kids' lives just by showing up to their school, eating lunch with them. Um, and then now even creating films, uh, you know, whether it's, um, music videos or short films or documentaries or whatever it is, seeing how um, you know people are able to see that and be encouraged and inspired by it. Um, I think that's kind of how I use my gifts, um, my creativity to try to reach the generations. What about you? Uh, I think using gifts is like a really big part of that because you can show them like, hey, this is uh, what I do and like I want to use this to try and help more people and just, like, explain to them how it goes. Yeah. So, like, kind of something like that. Yeah. So. Cool. <laughs> All right. How has our relationship influenced your faith journey? Uh, mainly, like, you helping me and, like, teaching, more, teaching me more about God and uh, trying to help me spiritually. Right on. And I think that my faith has been strengthened uh, just by being uh, almost like challenged to give up more of my time. Um, I think a lot of times it's easy to be so selfish, you know what I mean, to be like, 
man, I don't know if I want to do this or I don't know yeah. if I want to do that. But like, whenever, whenever you have some, we always make the joke, you're like a son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to be a good father, you have to be able to sacrifice. And I think the biggest challenge for me uh, is sacrificing my time, sacrificing my, my wants and, you know, what I want to do, saying, you know what, this, this kid is worth it. And he may, like, he may be far away right now, but he needs a ride, so let me go get him. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's, that's strength in my faith because it challenges me to be uh, selfless. And the same way that God came to serve us, um, he wants me to serve you. And so that's helped me a lot. I don't know if you ever knew that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's challenged me for sure. What's something you've learned from my generation? Uh, swag. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got I to gotta stay with, you know what I'm saying, what the kids say, drip. You know what I mean? <laughs> stay I gotta, in style? I got to stay in, stay in style. Uh, no, I think something that I learned from you guys' generation is um, two things. Uh, one, uh, how to speak your language. Um, you know, how to, like being around you guys for so long, I've learned that it's a completely different language than talking to an adult um, and learning how I can uh, still relate and stay engaged uh, through that culture. Um, it's taught me a lot on how to communicate with your generation. Uh, that and also your generation is a very like um, content <laughs> absorbing generation and uh like everything you like i feel like you guys are always on whether it's social media or gaming <laughs> or youtube or whatever it is and so uh it's taught me that i have uh an outlet to reach you guys through creating creating content um that isn't just mind numbing or time wasting but being able to create stuff that is makes people think and also encourages them to know who God is and how much God loves them. So what's something most people don't know about your generation that you think we should? That's a good one. I like that. Something that most people don't know about your generation that you think that we should. Uh, more of like how kids act and like how kids talk and stuff. Uh, stuff like that. Um, mainly like how they act and what they do because some kids at school could be, like, all joyful and happy and stuff, but, like, at home they're really struggling more. Or, like, uh, basically stuff like that. Like, they could be struggling more at home by themselves than out in public with other people. Yeah. So I think, like, everyone has to have, like, a mentor, like a father figure or someone that can just check up on them, hang out with them, share, like, the same interests with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think that's something that my generation could, or something that we could learn about you guys and, and to know about you guys is um, that, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, you guys do deal with things that we may not see because we think that you guys are too young and too immature. Um, you know, that could be the safe like mindset of like, ah, no, they're not going through anything real. But the truth is, is that your generation is going through a lot of things and they, you deal with anxiety and stress and depression and all those things. But I think there's something that uh, your generation should know about my generation is uh, a lot of us are frightened by you guys. <laughs> 
that it could be uh, it could be scary to engage with the younger generation because uh, we feel like maybe you know we're so out of touch that it's like talking to an alien. You know what I mean? Like because like I said, it's a different language, it's a different culture, and uh, someone that's in my generation or my age is like. You can feel so out of touch. Like my wife, she'll say it all the time. She's she's scared and terrified of teenagers. Really? And for me, like I'm used to it because I've been around it. But a lot of people my age are like, they terrify me. Um, and I think that if you guys knew how terrified my age could actually be to engage with you guys, um, it might challenge you guys to stop being so terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but you guys are, you're not that scary. Won't you get to know you? You're weird. <laughs> Just not scary. <laughs> All right, last question. Last question. What's your dream for the future of our church? Oh, man. My dream for the future of our church. Um, ultimately, man, I just want to see unity. Uh, I want to see a unified church that, um, people learn to forgive, they learn to love, they learn to serve, and um, they just live in unity. Um, and I want to see people coming to know Jesus. I just want to see people come to know who God is and to realize the life that is waiting for them, the joy that God wants to bring to their life um, and the purpose that he has for them. Um, you know, so ultimately... If those two things happen, I'm content. You know, I just want to know. I just want to know that God is working, and I want to be able to see the fruit. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm stingy like that. I want to see. I want to be in the action. I want to see God doing the, doing the work. Uh, what about you? I mainly just like want to see more people coming to know Jesus, and like more people coming to know God, and more people showing up to services and stuff like. We do have a lot of people coming, but we can make that more. Like, we can make that more in youth and, uh, like, more kids and, like, the younger, younger generation coming to know Jesus at an early age so then uh, they can try and stick with it. How do you think that we do that? Uh, mainly, like, prom like, I don't want to say, like, promoting it more, but, like, trying to get more people to come, like, inviting more people and uh, inviting them and showing them what it's about. Yeah. Almost like, um, I think this relationship is a great example of like seeing when you pour into somebody, um, you know, that relationship is what helps to not only lead you down the path, um, you know, and lead you to Jesus, but also it's a way for um, community to happen. And a lot of times it's hard for someone to get involved and to stick around if they don't feel like they have community. And I feel like community is a huge thing to God. And so, like, us having this community makes us both grow, you know, together. So the more that we do that, I think the more that we'll start to see more people come to the church. That was awesome. Yeah. Right on. Thanks again to Logan and Riley for taking the time to come in and allow us to record this conversation that once again pointed very well to that value of people from multiple generations working together to show one another what living and loving like Jesus can really look like. I hope you're looking forward to the rest of the episodes within this series of the podcast. And I pray that today's episode has encouraged you to go 
and to live and love like Jesus.